weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. I feel like we're at one of those turning points that will not be of benefit to us. Oh my lord. As for your neighbour who is peeping through the window, we have cameras everywhere. It looks like we are finally (sighs) about to embark on our Patreon-only porn. It's not going to be successful. Yeah, Beavis and Butthead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, can you imagine like two porn with just the other people just sitting on the edge of the couch just like... Oh, no. Yeah. Just goggle box horror. Yeah. yeah. Flip out my phone. Just Because the problem is, we are now, what, 140 episodes in? Are we? Something like that. That's what she said. Yeah. So that's three years almost. <laughs> it is not. It is. Yeah, we do three years in October. We do. No. Yeah. You make it sound like a prison sentence. No, so three years, people have not known what we sound like. <laughs> this is like when radio, <laughs> when, when television first came in and all the radio stars like disappeared because suddenly people could see them and they're just like, oh... Oh, no. yeah, no. no. Yeah. I didn't think he sounded like, looked like that. What? I thought that's like, I object because every, pretty much before every recording that we've done over the last, you're saying three years, I say it's been three months, I might have had some head injuries. Time <laughs> means nothing to me. Sponsored by Jim Beam. But, shit. <laughs> um, before every episode, you're always like, oh, yeah, now I'm going to get the cameras out and we're totally going to record this and we're totally going to, and then. You never, ever record them. So I've just, I'm in that stage. I've just, in the relationship with this podcast, I've just given up. I've got my sweatpants on. And what happens today? Cameras everywhere. If I actually knew, I would have like, I would have, you know, got beautiful. (laughs) Does that involve a painting in your attic that ages? I was going to say, I'm, gonna, I'm literally going to come back as Goza. Because <laughs> I wore a hat. Yes. I wore a hat and a novelty shirt that you gave me. Yeah. Which I wore to pick up my son what? from school today. What more can we What more could we possibly give or do? No. This is the most, like, i got to admit, I had a shower and this is the most I have done for another human being in quite a long time. So this is why you're single. <laughs> this, is, this is your level. I had a shower. Doctor. No, excuse me. I am single because I choose to be single, all right? I don't doubt that. I am. Hygiene is a choice. <laughs> it, it really is. Says the guy wearing a novelty American sized t shirt about buttholes and aliens. Yeah, exactly. You can't judge me, whatever. <laughs> Only God can judge me. And it's going to be like an episode of Judge No, but Judy. you're an atheist, so not even God can judge you. Who judges, who judges the atheist? Oh, other atheists. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe it's some, like, bullshit. We have to end up judging yourself. Oh, no. Yes. And you are your worst critics. I really am. That's because three years we haven't had cameras on us. (laughs) Until I... Strange coincidence, I bought a hat. Oh, my God, yeah. Who knew? Suddenly we've got cameras on us. Oh, my Lord. Okay, but can we talk about... Yes. Can we talk about, okay, this is, and I think, the most exciting news. We have to give shout-outs to everyone out there. Um... Oh, my, well, not everyone, because not everyone did it, but everyone who got on board. There has, for people, the the five people who have been following this podcast, yeah. y- 
you've you've sat with us as we've got so very excited. Remember that first time we came in seventy four on the charts on the Good Pod That's charts, right, yeah. and we were like, oh, oh my god, like let's pop this. Was seventy four our our debut? It was something like that. Yeah, it was yeah. sort of, you know, we like crashed on and we were just like, oh my God, this is like the greatest moment of our life. Like launch a Patreon immediately. <laughs> like, this is, oh my God, we've over Rogan. Yeah. Um, and then we've slowly been climbing up yeah. the charts. So then we made like the, you know, the top 10 and we're just like, oh my God. Then we made the top three. Yeah. Then we were sitting at number two on independent true crime charts. Yeah. On good pods. And we were like, oh. So close, we can we can taste it. And on the ones where we include everyone, we were like third behind Dateline. Fuck off, Dateline. Like whatever. <laughs> NBC's Dateline. Oh fucking hell! Oh my god. Yeah, that's the true crime. Uh, so we, but so we're second on the independent, and we put out the call for like good pods. Like, oh my god, we're so close, we can taste it, and bless it. We were like, this is the time to binge Gavin on the Woods. Like, let's get us to number one. So shout out to the uh, the costume creator and Alyssa and Candy Dandy. Um, Louise, everyone got behind her. And yeah. we were like, oh, my God, we made the push for it. And you know what happened? What happened? It happened! <laughs> number one! Even though I'm holding two fingers. Number one! <laughs> number one! Number one, we made number one for a day, <laughs> and then we slipped back down the charts to number three. But it doesn't matter. It we, doesn't matter for a brief, beautiful moment in time. Yeah, you and I were number one yeah. on the independent true crime podcast. Fucking woo! There's a non-alcoholic cheers to that. Well, half non-alcoholic. Half non uh, what? No, I'm non I'm alcoholic. Oh, well, yes. yes. Finally, I've got you to admit <laughs> oh, it. Oh my god. This whole thing was an elaborate ruse. Oh. I finally got you you to admit your problem. How you're the only person I know whose brain works less like worse without alcohol. Me too. When you're on alcohol, you were high functioning. Sober, I, fucking I had a career when I was an alcoholic. Yeah. I had a really good career. I know. As soon as you stop drinking, fucking crash and burn, mate. Crash and burn. This whole thing was a ruse just to get you to admit you have a problem. I don't good, good pods doesn't exist. These aren't even plugged in. <laughs> We've been doing this for three years. Oh my god! It's all of this because I I accidentally took a bottle of bourbon to work <laughs> yesterday. Who do you work for? Um, it's not the point. Who do you work for? No, because okay. Who do you work for? Because. I was coming over here and then like I, you know, I left and then I just went to work the next day and didn't even think about it. Yeah. And it wasn't until I sat down at my desk and I just opened my bag theatrically as I do because everything is theatrically. And just there was just this full bottle of Jim Beam <laughs> just on the top of my bag at like 9.01am. Just like, welcome to work, everybody. Good day. Good day. Now, I'm not going to totally generalise here. Mm. But you know like those things you get at like county fairs where you have to guess like how many jelly beans are in a jar mm. or you have to guess how heavy the fat guy is or, or how many sheep are in a pen. Will like, you guess how many drinks in she is no, at night? Most, most people, and I'm guessing most people, mm. would be able to recognise the added weight of 700 mils of bourbon and glass in their handbag. No, but see, this is no, that's because you're a man. 
Okay. No, because you don't generally have a hair like this is like this is my handbag. This is the lightest like my handbag you got has fucking been drill bits in there and a spanner in months. Yeah, you don't understand. Like, and I'm a prepper, so I'm like I'm prepped for everything. Like, I've got this. Look, I've got one, two. I have like three purses. I've got anti-inflammatory sunglasses, work pass, cables, keys, tissues, receipts for like 20 years ago, hand sanitizer, pens, hand sanitizer, earphones. as you call it, afternoon tea. <laughs> 12 o'clock somewhere. TCG. <laughs> I'm Fiona O'Loughlin. But like, this is like, and they're like, you know, and phones. So, you know, we, I'm prepped for the apocalypse at all times. I usually have like some cat treats in here. All so, I see is you've got three wallets and a bottle of bourbon. Packet of tissues? I don't think the tissues is going to tip the weight over. <laughs> oh, and I had some vitamins. So yeah. All I'm saying is that if that was like the guess what's in this bag, like secret sound radio thing, and most people picked it up and it went slosh, 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 they'd go, I reckon there's a fucking bottle of bourbon in this handbag. No, but then like I've also got like my lunch and like all my snacks and one sad little mandarin. Do they slosh? I slosh. Just, 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 sh- just for the sake of Foley, hold it up next to the camera. We might get endorsed out of this. And shake it. Okay. It either sounds like you're carrying a bottle of bourbon or you're going to an Antifa rally and that's your firecracker. <laughs> I also, I have a very small bladder. All right. Have you, ne- have you never heard me run? Like This is me running. What are you doing to my microphone? It's the same sound. What are you do- no, it's not. <laughs> You just Harvey Weinstein by microphone. <laughs> you fucking rub that on your. Are you so? Fun? There you go for our Patreon only oh episode. <laughs> yeah, the fucking ASMR of a Shure SM58 being rubbed on a Catwoman's cooch. Oh, you're such a. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> rub it, and they will come. <laughs> That's actually quite factual. <laughs> <laughs> rub it, and they will come. Oh my god, there's our next bit of merch. Hey, merch. Hey. Oh my god. Non-alcoholic gin and tonic. Oh, we are the we are the king and queen of merch, seriously. <laughs> We've got to actually start making merch. I'm gonna do sex ed in kids' schools, just come in there. I've got a hat now. I can put it backwards. I can sit down on the chair backwards like a cool teacher and just go, listen to me, kids. I think this is literally how Weinstein got started. <laughs> well now I have a hat. <laughs> the one thing I can tell you. For all my years of experience, boys, if you rub it, they'll come. Hand goes up. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and for ladies, it's not always if you if you rub it. For a start, like don't rub it. It's more like a gentle like massage. Like you're just. I'm not talking about trying to sand. Putting out the wick, I'm you not know. Talking about trying to sand body filler off a fucking Kingswood. Because you've never had a man try to get you off. It's, li- How it's like do you know? It's like they're trying to fucking like sand a boat down there. That's what I mean. <laughs> fucking. I'm not a bit. You're trying to start a fire, mate. Just smack him away. Not like that, Ryobi. Mr. Rem, fucking 180 grit. What are you doing? <laughs> That's not how you get porn, Vag. Oh, my God. Labiaplasty from Bunnings. Get it nice and smooth. Literally, if men had their way. Oh, my God. <gasps> That's how we make our millions. Like, something that will stimulate, like, a woman's clitoris, but present it in the form. Like, get it made by Makita. So, it's something oh. that they can just, like like, put on. 
like, you know, like another accessory, like the Makita, you know, you get all the different attachments. Just the clip 1,000. And then men would be like, that's at yeah! Least, that's at least a 2,000. <laughs> you know 2, what? At this stage, our standards are so fucking low. Oh, honestly, if they made a dildo by DeWalt, the tool company, <laughs> men would buy them. Oh, check it out. Look, it's got the interchangeable battery pack. I can use it to pleasure my wife or cut fucking drywall. I mean, are you talking not for the fucking wife? The wife wouldn't get a look in. All the fellas would be down the shed fucking sitting on it. <laughs> there is. Turning their wood at the other end. <laughs> there is a potential episode in this. Oh, of oh, what? Not just things up the butt. No, people that have misappropriated power tools for intimacy. Oh. Yeah, and like, of course, homemade things never work. But probably... <laughs> like babies. Ugh. Can you imagine <laughs> if you came home and your partner had made a dildo? Like they just turned it up in fucking... Oh, I bought a lathe. What are you, what are you doing out the back there? Is that a chair leg? No. All I just know is it just centers around a lot of duct tape. <laughs> it's men. It's going to involve duct tape at some stage. At some stage? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that bit from fucking Gran Torino. He pulls out the duct tape, the vice grips, and a can of WD-40. You can get most jobs done with this, boy. Yeah. I've dated some ropey fucking women who drive trucks. I res- you can. I resent being labelled a job. Oh, my God. Sometimes it's a chore. Oh, It's never a chore. It's a blessing. It should be a beautiful expression of, of love. <laughs> we both grew up in mining towns. We know that's not true. It's five minutes behind the bike shed in exchange for four cigarettes, is what it is. <laughs> we talked about this earlier today and why you would be the worst prostitute in the world because yeah. you would literally just, you were like the things that you would do for like fancy cars and we were literally talking about some guy would just like show up in some hot rod and you'd just be like, oh, oh, oh head jobs on me. Like I said, I'd be the lips of the apocalypse. <sighs> We're, see, this is why we're not Seth Rogen getting ahead, all right? It's 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 you, all right? I bought a hat. <laughs> How is it my fault? All I know is we've got to somehow get Elon Musk on and get him to, like, smoke some weed, apparently. Oh. Yeah. Did you ever watch that episode? No, because it was, it was fucking Joe Rogan talking to fucking Elon Musk. I have a vagina. I'm not watching that. Well, it's in no danger of being touched, rubbed, or otherwise sanded flat by those two. Yeah. So yeah. just watch it. Like, it's pure spectacle. It was so fucking good. Really? Really. Because, How? because up until that point, like, Elon Musk's value is the fact that he's a brilliant hype man. He's like the flavor flav of Wall Street. He is. It's like he's fucking bad. Got as many kids as Yeah, well. he's batshit crazy. Uh, you know, he's obviously talks about slavery quite a bit. Mm. Um, and is, you know, apart from going, yeah, really doesn't have much of a function. Actually, that's not true. I fucking love Flavor Flav. But he gets on Rogan. And mm. this is the first time, this is like the first time that basically, it's like the first time the Japanese people heard the emperor's voice. Mm. You know, it was after the surrender. Yeah. Because Elon Musk comes on there, this person who is just nothing but hype. Yep. And just massive build up and he's a genius. He's a modern day Tesla. And he gets on the Joe Rogan podcast and it becomes painfully clear within moments that he is a fucking idiot. And he is literally just a byproduct of the system of yeah. we've created. Yeah. He's a canny investor, without yeah. a doubt. Like he, he parlayed a small fortune into an enormous one. But he did it through fucking dumb luck. Yeah, I was gonna say, have you, <laughs> se- have you seen what's happened to Twitter shares? <laughs> 
by the way, this non-alcoholic gin tastes like pine cones. <laughs> oh my god, it's a free gift. Shut up and drink it. Grateful. Good gin tastes like pine cones. Oh, okay. Then yeah. yeah, I totally meant that. Yeah. Not everyone drinks bourbon like a child. Fucking cool ass child. Oh, that's true. Anyway, what's your what's your point? I don't really have one. Oh, okay. It's just yeah, there was like everyone talked about like the stock price on Tesla going through the floor yeah. because he smoked a doobie on on Rogan. No, it's because he fucking opened his mouth. It's not yeah. what he put in, it's what came out. Yeah, I was gonna say it was not the the weed. Like if he was smoking weed and was like sprouting scents, people would have been like, He really is Jesus. Yeah, but no. No. Because <sighs> Rogan kept pushing it. It's worth checking out. Rogan kept pushing it. Like, what do you do day to day? Yeah. Down at Tesla. And he goes, Oh, I don't know, like engineering. What do you mean by that? <laughs> Just engineering. But he's like, Yeah, but what are you doing? Yeah. I, I, I do engineering. It's like, no, tell me, like, are you working on a particular problem? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, I just uh, I just do engineering stuff. It's like you do fuck all. <laughs> you do fuck all. You impregnate people and hype yourself up. Yeah, that's what you do. That's pretty much. You know what? On the opposite end of the scale yeah. of human beings, and let's talk about it. There are very few people that deserve to be rich and should be anywhere even close to a billionaire. Yeah. Um, but there is only one. And I think we all know who it is. It is the one person who was on the lips of every single human being on Earth. It, of course, is Mr. Beast. Yes. Oh, my God. Everyone loves Mr. Beast. And everyone is talking about Mr. Beast. Even today, a thing popped up. Joe Rogan was, like, sitting there, you know, just for just, like, 15 minutes going on about how much he loves Mr. Beast and how awesome Mr. Beast is and, you know, how he's so generous and all his philanthropy and everything. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's like, Mr. Beast, the new Messiah? Yeah, he is, yeah. Like, a hundred percent. And the good thing is, I think Mr. Beast could be the thing that brings the world together, okay? So it's like he's the reincarnate. I'm going to say it now. Like, I'm going to start our own conspiracy theory. Yeah. Well, not conspiracy theory, but... The theory, Mr. Beast is the reincarnation of Jesus H. Christ. Oh, yeah, but it's Old Testament God mixed in. Because you've got all the, you've got all the philanthropy and curing sight. Yeah. But the very next episode is like, I paid 400 people to stand in a circle for six days. <laughs> will, they, will they live? <laughs> like, what? Well, I, I paid a real assassin to chase me. What? What? <laughs> yeah, but you think like he's got these got like the like the little moustache is white. The Christians will get on board, yeah. be like, yeah, finally, it's our man. It's a reincarnation, so we can get like the Buddhists on board. Okay, yeah. he does so much. Most like half of his videos are philanthropy, just giving like yeah. food and cars away. We've got the communists on board. <laughs> Who out there is hating on Mr. Beast? No one. You, it's really hard to understand the level of celebrity that this guy has developed. Mm. Jimmy, as he's really called. Yeah. He's gone from being a guy who used to play Minecraft videos yeah. to being arguably the most powerful celebrity on the planet. Yeah. Like he dwarfs Kardashians, everything like yeah. that. He makes so much fucking money. Yeah. He does an episode. It only came out a few weeks ago. Yeah. Where he compares what a $1 boat is like to a billion dollar boat. Oh my God, I love those episodes. And he goes up yeah. through them incrementally. Yeah. Right? Him and his crew, they're super diverse. There's a trans person in the crew. Like yeah, one yeah, of them's yeah. queer. One of them's yeah. got like step kids. Oh my God, I love Chandler so much because he never wins. Yeah. But they're going through these different boats. Mm. They get into like the $250 million yacht. Yeah. And just as fucking furniture. Yeah. 
They've got Pete Davidson. Yeah. He still smells like Kim Kardashian's <laughs> pussy. He's that famous, right? And they're like, oh, Pete Davidson's over there. And he's like, hi. And they just walk past him. Like, fucking who cares? Pete Davidson, right? Arguably the most famous dude in the world. Yeah. From that, from like the world of comedy. Yeah. Right now. Who cares about that guy? They, yeah. just, can, they just kind of walk around, look at some other stuff. Pete Davidson turns up. They're like, basically, shut the fuck up, Pete. Like, we're going to go to an even better boat. Yeah. He gets left. He gets left on this one. They go to another one. Tom Brady. Yeah. The quarterback. Yeah. Married to who? Giselle Bunjden or whatever her name is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like No, they've separated. Well, they have now, but at the time. Yeah. They get him and they, they get him to fucking dance. Like they're shooting at his feet. Basically, <laughs> see if he can hit our drone with a football. He's like, yeah, okay. And they're like, get off our boat. Also, they're not even the one like, there's a, he recreated all of Squid Game. Okay. He recreated, he bought a chocolate factory so he could recreate like Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. Yeah. And then was like, do you want a chocolate factory at the end of it? Yeah. And the guy's like, no. Oh, okay. Do you want a million dollars instead? Unbelievable. His latest video, he crashes a fucking train. Yeah. Just for fun. Just because it's Mr. Beast. Yeah. And I'm just, if it was anybody else, I'd be like, that is ridiculous because it's Mr. Beast. You're like, oh my God, this is like amazing. Yeah. Like Predi- that- Prediction, five years time, we're going to be calling him President Beast. <gasps> oh, oh my God, how good would the world be? I don't know. I think it would be, I think it would be lovely. I think he's going to bring us to the new world. I'm on board. I know for a fact that I'm just sitting around patiently waiting for Mr. Beast to give me a house because that's my only way yeah. into home ownership. Do you really think that someone who is that good at mm. hacking the algorithm mm. and hacking our attention yes. should be given any real political power? Yes. You're crazy. No, because <laughs> what's he going to do? What could possibly be worse than what we've had, An than actual, what we've got? When he makes the actual squid games to get medical care. Because it gets no, views. because it's Mr. Beast. He, have you not seen the one where he gives everyone free eye surgery? Oh my God. This guy, this guy from fucking Munich, he's amazing. He's given us all jobs. He's like created a car. The roads are heaps better. He drained that swamp. I mean, he doesn't, don't you he dare, like don't Jews. you dare make that comparison with Mr. I'm Beast. Just saying, don't you dare, don't you dare. Don't mistake fucking being charismatic. Don't you sully the word of our new Messiah. Well, okay, he's, he's got a he's, Hitler basically means steel. In German, Mr. Beast. He doesn't call himself Jimmy, does he? No, see, this is it. This is the proof of the internet. As soon as you mention Hitler, this conversation is over. I didn't mention Hitler. You're the one who said his name. You mentioned Hitler. I talked about a guy from Munich. Oh, whatever. You knew who I was talking about. Oh, calm down, fucking Rogan. Do you want me to light your doobie? (laughs) By the way, use the code uh, Gabin in the Woods to get boner pill supplements. You know what the sad thing is? I would love to get boner pill like endorsements. We're still not big enough to get boner pill <laughs> until unless you take one of our boner pills. <laughs> They're just a Mr. Beast vitamin with some fucking Ajax on the side. Oh my god, now he sells candy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love him. You know what the annoying thing is? What? I bought some of his candy. Oh, was it good? I don't know, it's for my son's birthday. Because oh, okay. he loves Mr. Beast. I won't get to go so I'm the dad that got his kid mind camp, basically. <laughs> but this is my prediction. Mr. Beast will be president and will be horribly, horribly revealed by who he really is. No, and Mr. Beast He'll is- be like one of the fucking aliens from V who just eats a rat on live TV and we're like, oh no, is that who he really is? No, yeah. no. Mr. Beast is going to become president and he is the one that is going to bring us into a glorious age of 
love and free healthcare. He's too good to be true. He's not Bill and Ted. <laughs> He's not in Wild Stallions. He's a YouTuber. He's just working on his, like, strategies, man. Okay, but President Beast is coming and he will take off his lizard fucking suit. <laughs> or put it, his human suit and show his lizard underneath. I, you Shut up. You will not say anything bad about Mr. Beast, all right? That man has given me a house. I'm going to put this on the internet and he's going to pay a fucking hitman to come and kill me. Because it's content. I, I And I would laugh. You would um, watch it, yeah. <laughs> I gotta love his videos. I, fucking, I love it. Or you masturbate with a power tool. I... <laughs> You know what? And he is so hypnotic. Like, I am so poor. Like, I don't have money for groceries. Do you know how much I have to actively, like, fight to, like, not just, like, subscribe and just be like, I don't care. Take my money. You're lovely. Yeah. It's the power of power of Mr. Beast. That is the power of Mr. Beast. To Mr. Beast. Yeah. Such a hater. You're com- yeah, well, because you're confusing fucking tax write-off capitalism as fucking philanthropy. Oh, whatever. Whatever. He, he, like, anyway. Yeah, he restored the sight of a bunch of kids. He adopted out a whole bunch of dogs. Yes. Yeah, maybe he could pay some fucking tax. I'm sure he pays tax. He might He might actually be the nicest yeah, I, guy in the world. Yeah, I, don't I know. know. Oh, my God. That's what I've been telling you. He is. He is. See, I'm a laser beam guy. <sighs> Yeet. No. He's, he's lovely. Oh, my God. You know what? What? It's so weird. What? Speaking about people being absolute beasts. One second. You know what? That is so weird. Talking about people being absolute beasts. Yeah. That totally brings us, would you believe, to the topic of this week. No way. I know. What are the chances? Who'd have thunk it? 140 <gasps> episodes in. We haven't had a format at all. I know. Oh, my Lord. Okay. So this week is part two of our series yeah. on, if you haven't heard last week, run off, listen to it immediately, um, of... Dr. Creamy. Oh. The Lambeth Poisoner. See, Mr. Beast, Dr. Creamy? No. 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 <laughs> Just no. All right? No. You're jeopardizing my house. All right? Mr. Beast won't give me a house if you're going to be like this. This is the sad state of capitalism that you fucking actually have faith in a guy giving you a house before that's, you can afford one. That's the... That's the only, that's my only way I'm ever going to get a house. Or uh, is it when we launch our Patreon? Yeah. No, it's Mr. Beast. Yeah, it's Mr. Beast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Then you would have like a house to hang your hat in. Wouldn't that be nice instead oh. of a bucket? <laughs> instead of, oh my God. I can't even, my car is still at the mechanics. I can't even live in my car. Oh. I know. Oh my God. On a side note, yeah. can I say that like we've, We've always thought, and like we've always we've always given you shit, going, "Oh my god, your girlfriend is so hot. You're so like punching above your weight." Okay, yeah. and then my car broke, and then your girlfriend was so lovely. I had to take one of my cats to the vet. Yeah. She's actually let me borrow her car for the last couple of days. Yeah. Unheard of, Mrs. Like, Beast. <laughs> yeah, I know, Mrs. Beast. So she lent me her car, which was. I'm just like, oh my god, this is this is amazing. Yeah. That was until I started driving her car. Yeah. And her music started playing in the car. And I realized (laughs) she's the one punching above her weight. (laughs) Fucking John Denver. Not just any John Denver, because I fucking love John Denver. (sighs) We're talking about the re-records after he lost like after he lost the rights to his original recordings. So he made these re-records that are fucking horrible. 
Oh, yeah. They're so bad. They're so fucking They're so bad. bad. They're so bad. And that's what I've been driving around. To. You're, you're lucky I didn't drive into a cliff. But I anyway. wanted you to. Then we could buy a station wagon. Oh, I had my cat on board. Ah, true. Yeah. I'll lend you a Guantanamo Bay City Rollers CD for when you drive home. Oh, you're trying to kill me. I really, really wish you wouldn't. Okay. Back to what we do. Dr. Creamy. <laughs> Dr. Creamy. Now, from last week, just to give you a little bit of a... He's... Basically, he's been to Canada. Yes. Molested some women. <laughs> boarded some babies. Committed murder. When you say some babies, bit of a record setter. He's the Mr. Beast of abortions. And then he fucked off. Yeah. And he went to America. And there he molested some women. Yes. Boarded some babies. Actually imprisoned... Yes. For one of his crimes, and then got a lot of money and paid to be uh, released. And then he fucked off. Yes. And he has since fucked off where we left it. He has just arrived into London. Into London. Into London. Just on the heels of the Jack the Ripper murders. Oh, really? So this was basically you had like Jack the Ripper and then he arrived, I think, about... Between two to three years okay. after the whole, yeah, you know, Jack so the, the hype, Ripper situation. So the hype had died down and people were ready for well, the sequel. Well, had it died down though? Like, I'll tell you what though, this like guy's, a prostitute in the night. This guy's, this guy's life is like an awesome game of Monopoly. Oh. <laughs> get out three of, stops aboard a baby. Yeah, get out of jail. Yeah. It's amazing. You inherit $100,000. Get oh out of jail. Oh, my God. His life really is Monopoly. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dr. Creamy, the Monopoly Deluxe Edition. Oh, yeah. That'd, they should sell that at, like, Smoke Mart. Oh, my God. And, like, you're, like the little things that, like, you could play at. Instead of, like, a dog, you could get, like, the little aborted baby. Oh. <laughs> just, like, with the little coat hanger. Oh, God. <laughs> with just some stairs. Just push it down that. There we go. Our play is the consumption. Oh, Oh my god, call us, Hasbro. <coughs> call us. <laughs> at least have your lawyers do it. <laughs> They're not Disney, we'll be fine. Yeah. So, anyway, so he's just arrived in London. Um, and that's the one. Do we need to do the quote from last week to set it up from we do, someone yes. who knew it? Do you want to read it this time in your. Yes, in my, in my English accent. Okay, here we go with the. You see it there, women. Okay. Just to set the picture of what he looked like when he arrived. An acquaintance of Dr. Cream in London described him thus. Women were his preoccupation, and his talk of them was far from agreeable. He carried pornographic photographs, which he was ready to display. Jesus Christ, could you make more alcoholic noise? You fucking soak. That's a good action you've got there. You've got to make some money in the apocalypse with that wrist. See, I choose to be single. He was in the habit of taking pills, which were he, which he compounded with strychnine, morphia, cocaine, and of which effect he declared was aphrodisiac. In short, he was a degenerate of filthy habits and practices. Ugh. To back it up, I've got a picture of him at his, like, when he moved to London. Peak, yep. Uh, would you like to see a picture of him? I do, yeah. All right. It's an actual oh, photo. Oh, what the fuck? 
Holy, he looks like the cross-eyed guy from The Water Boy, <laughs> but a murderer. <laughs> yeah, what you got in there, boy? He's, oh. And I looked at this picture and I was like, I wanted to tag it and be like, the evil Dr. Cream has his eye on you. Oh. And someone else at the opposite <laughs> end of the bar. He's a stereoscopic lizard. <laughs> I think this is why he never got caught because he could watch the cops coming from every angle yeah. at the same time. He's like one of those fucking oh, what is it? You know the um, chameleon. Chameleon. He's <laughs> oh my god! Not that there's anything wrong with that whatsoever. If you have a lazy eye, unless you're like you know a bushy, mustachioed, you know, serial killing bastard, then we can. <laughs> then it's funny. Yeah. Absolutely. So there he is lurking around. Okay. Yeah. The streets of London all bushy-eyed and bug-tailed. <laughs> Dr. Cream arrived in London in 1891. Mm. London smelt good around that yeah, time. Lots of horse and Thames and piss. I thought you were about to say lots of whores and Thames and piss. Either well, way it works. I wasn't about to be judgmental of sex work, which is real work. Absolutely. Yeah, put you in it now. Mm. Mm. And moved into 103 Lambeth Palace Road. Okay. Which was a lie because it wasn't a palace. <laughs> the- in London, <laughs> shitty accommodation, never. The area, would you know, known... As a slum. No. Filled with poverty, petty criminals, and prostitutes. You might call it Dickensian. (laughs) The three P's of like 19th century real estate. (laughs) Petty criminals, poverty, and prostitutes. Location, location, location. Now remember, if you want to invest, you'd want to buy the worst brothel on the best street. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. yes. <laughs> Within two days. Okay. So you think, so when you move, so you've moved from America to London. Okay. Yeah. So that's not just something you just get on a plane and then you hop off. Like no. that is a long journey. Yeah. So that's, especially in those days, you're on a steamer. That's mm-hmm. a good couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And you know what it's like? It's bad enough if you just like drive somewhere for like a few hours. You get there, you're like, oh, I just want to have a shower. I'm, yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. Within two days, he was using the services of local prostitutes. Long trip. On October the 13th, 1891, mm-hmm. Ellen Downworth, a 19-year-old prostitute, was found dead oh. from strychnine poisoning. Oh. As an inquest began, yeah. Now just remember, you know the past crimes of Doctor Cream. You yeah. think this is going? Oh, look, got away from murder. I'll just put my head down and not draw any attention to it whatsoever. Mm. Mm. The coroner received a letter from a A O'Brien. Later revealed. To be a pseudonym used by Dr. Cream, who said he could reveal the identity of the killer because the woman was in fact murdered for £300,000. What the fuck? 
This guy's a fucking idiot. So, oh, I've killed a prostitute. No one's going to do anything about it because it's it's 19th century London and it's a prostitute and they don't look into things. No. And I'm a doctor. I'm a respectable man. I think I might extort the government. <laughs> I might draw some attention to myself. <laughs> oh, they'll never see that coming. Surely someone who's committed the murder wouldn't be dumb enough to try to extort the government. Oh. Wow. Dr. Cream also wrote to a Mr. W.F.D. Smith, the successful owner of a collection of bookstores in the area. Yeah. Dr. Cream, out of the blue, accused Mr. Smith of the murder and said he would only keep his silence if paid. Okay. Can you just imagine, you? so you literally just get a random letter in the mail that says, ooh, you see that person that's dead on TV? I'm going to tell everyone you did it unless you give me £300,000. Not exactly. This guy's like Elon Musk. <laughs> of his day. Yeah. I mean, Elon Musk may not have murdered any sex workers, but they have the same level of business acumen. One week later, Matilda Clover, a 27-year-old prostitute, was found dead. The cause of death was listed as alcoholism. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't want to generalise, but... It was London in the 1890s. <laughs> well, I, well, that was just the level of like police investigation and science. Yeah. No one considered that those two deaths were even remotely related. Right. No, nothing would possibly draw or link those two prostitutes' death together at all. Now... To be fair, if you were in the business of clumsily poisoning low low socioeconomic British people, mm-hmm. this is the time to be doing it. Oh, absolutely. Because you are in the gin epidemic. Mm-hmm. You are literally in a time that pe- like fucking poets wrote about mm-hmm. because society had fucking crumbled to the point where people were drinking themselves to death mm-hmm. working in these dark satanic mills. Mm-hmm. Also, I think if you were going to be like a weird sex serial killer, yeah. 1970s America was yeah. the place to do it. Yeah. Like you hear all these stories of like they would just frequently just find body parts on the side of like freeways and just be like yeah add it to the pile Larry's at it again (sighs) like when they actually had like all those like serial killers that were all operating at the same time like but yeah no if you were gonna if you were gonna kill prostitutes this would have this would have been your this was your heyday yeah yeah excuse me so no one even thinks these two are related that is until Dr. Cream, under the pseudonym M. Malone, wrote a letter to a respected physician, William Broadvent. Oh, no. Again, claiming to have evidence of the man's involvement with the prostitute's death, and he could only be silenced with £25,000. Wow. I think, no, he's learnt something. He's, he's like... His bribery amounts are getting more, you know, he's gone from... more manageable. Yeah, it's come from like $300,000 layaway, oh, I'm going to have to start buying the kids Christmas presents in March kind of payment to down to a sensible, more affordable 
payment. Yeah. So maybe he's getting smarter. Yeah, he's smart enough to put it in writing and give them <laughs> give them his own name. Mm. Yeah. And uh, oh no, he's he's used a pseudonym. Oh, a pseudonym. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a handwritten letter, but it's a pseudonym. You know. Broadbent. Then, what do you think his next move? He went to the cops. He literally went to the cops. Yeah, who would have thunk it? He contacted the police. Uh, <laughs> uh, Broadbent contacted the police who set in motion a plan to catch the blackmailer. When they showed up to collect the money. Oh my God, it's actually the police of the time having a good plan. Yeah. However, no one was caught. Oh, God. So I think it was when, like in like Get Shorty where those obvious cops are standing around yeah. watching the locker and everyone's like... Mm. <laughs> so no one collected the money. No. A short time afterwards, Dr. Cream fucked off to Canada. No. Where he travelled to Saratoga and bought... Oh, the good old days... You just, just, I'm just popping down to the, just popping down to Walmart, and bought 500 strychnine pills from a drug company. Okay. Doctor Cream then returned to London. So is that is that carry on? Yeah, I don't know if you can like duty free that shit in the lounge. <laughs> duty free. I would have loved to have seen Border Patrol back then. <laughs> You've got your 500 tabs of strychnine. That's fine. I see you trying to smuggle in an Asian person and give them rights. You can't do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't worry about the Asian people bringing fish. You've actually just got Asian people in there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, 100%. What have you come from the Antipodes with? Spices and something spicier. <laughs> oh, look at his genitals. Oh. <laughs> That's what I thought you meant by something spicier. I just assumed. What, he's just got it, uh, like fucking crotchless chaps on. <laughs> Well, 1890s. It was a steamy, steamy trip. Yeah, yeah. you know. Mm. Um, on the second of <laughs> When you're a doctor, you can do those things in 1819 London. <laughs> yes, that's true. Just be like, oh, this is this is medicinal. I have a note. <laughs> I wrote it myself. <laughs> I have to get some air on it. I, I prescribed myself some cocaine and morphia. As you can see, I've, I've got leeches and the leeches need to breathe. Dick leeches. Imagine getting an STI back then and getting dick leeches. Oh. Oh. Imagine being the leech on an 18th century oh. unwashed syphilitic dick. Oh, oh, that poor fucking leech. Rights for leeches. That's, the leeches need a parade. They can march and get their medals. Oh. Yeah, as they get closer, they just... With an assault. <laughs> just Going to burn them off with a cigarette like in the 70s and the leech just grabs the cigarette like, I'd need this more. No. <sighs> oh. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know how, like, civilization ever... How were people doing it? Everyone was so dirty and covered in sores and scabs. <laughs> Let's hear it for our scabby ancestors. <laughs> Doing it. Oh. But the thing is, like, they both have to be upwind from each other. So how does that happen? How does that happen? Because you couldn't be downwind from the other person. And the glory hole was invented. <laughs> Crotchless chaps. There was no glory in that There hole. was no glory. That was a shame tunnel, that was. <laughs> oh, my lord. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Oh. <laughs> Always wearing fresh dick leeches. 
Oh, he remembered our anniversary. Don't rub it too hard, you'll hit the leeches. Oh, my God. If, if you did it with your dick leeches on, yeah. is that the 19th century equivalent of ribbed for her pleasure? Oh. Get him to move about. Oh. Throw some salt in there, they get really squirmy. Oh. Oh, oh fill with the salty pleasures. Oh. Like a freshly tinned kipper. More. Actually, we'll come to that later. Um. Oh, Jesus Christ. On the 2nd of April, 1892, Dr. Cream employed the services of a young prostitute named Louise Harvey. Oh. I don't, that didn't necessarily deserve a dramatic pause, but it got one. It's not a dramatic pause when you're drinking. Oh, I forget they're looking at us. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm just dramatic. <laughs> My desk at work. Exit the bus pursued by a bear. <laughs> Shut up. It was very dramatic for Louise Harvey. It would have been. At the end of the doctor's appointment, he offered her two pills. Which he insisted... Morpheus? Take the red pill. (laughs) (laughs) The extended matrix scene. We're offered two pills to a 18th century sex worker. Are they they both cocaine? Yeah. (laughs) Are they both rectally? (laughs) Well, of course. (laughs) We've come up with a new super medicine. We roll a leech in the cocaine and you let it crawl up your bum. (laughs) God bless the NHS. (laughs) As you salute and clap the nurses while the fucking leech leech salutes as it climbs up your anus. He just put up a little British flag. <laughs> For king and country. Oh. Some Americans just taking photographs. If you stand next to the guards, they get angry. It's because his leech is squirming. Now you, know why they, now you know why they stand so still. <laughs> Can't let the leech fall out. Must get maximum benefit. Only get two government leeches a month. Oh, my God. Doing better than the American. Those leeches are 50000 a pop. Yeah. Leeches, $50,000. People are losing their hearts for those leeches. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, I love healthcare. Yeah. Okay, I don't even know where I was. I don't think I... Oh, my God, let me have another drink. Drama? I'll just have a drama pause. That's right, Louise Harvey. (laughs) At the end of the doctor's appointment, he offered her two pills. (laughs) You're a prostitute. You've just had sex. Well, thank you very much. Here's a shilling and a vitamin. (laughs) It's shaped like the Flintstones. Oh, my God. Oh, it doesn't need to be potassium. I've just got a load of that. Oh, God. He offered... What do you mean I 
ashamed to have the potassium in me and not in me hair. He offered her two pills, which he insisted she take immediately. Okay. The young woman pretended to swallow the pills and then spat them out as soon as the doctor had left. Good work. That's it. You know, ladies, you need to... We need to teach women that it's more important to be safe than it is to be nice. Yes. Or, you know, polite or like, oh, I don't want to be rude. Be rude. You've got to be the safest motherfucker I know. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Oh, your Fort Knox. He'd melt paint with your tongue. <laughs> Ever fucking give someone a mouthful that's like those Hiroshima stains, just people just poof, gone. Oh, I, was, I was thinking of the um, gold finger, just all these American soldiers walking up, just nope. <laughs> oh, we can't all be your grandmother, calm down. Shush. <laughs> so she did the smart thing, pretended to take them and then just spat them out. Good move. And she lived. Nine days later, on the 11th of April, Dr. Cream employed the services of two young female prostitutes. Okay. Ah, 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 ah. Alice Marsh and Emma Shrivel, which is an unfortunate name for a prostitute. was her name or just her nickname oh (laughs) yeah and this is daisy can't get it up (laughs) this is daddy make your cock soft (laughs) (laughs) vanessa how did it go inside me like a turtle's head my name is jenny you call that a dick (laughs) bobbins Bobbins? Oh, there are Bobbins at the end of it. It's a traditional name. It's a tra- <laughs> Well, because this is like, remember like all the like the British names, like it all descended from like what you, like what your job was become like your last name. So, you know, the bakers became bakers and <laughs> cock shrivels became cock shrivels. Elizabeth Ruffristy. <laughs> Hold that thought. I was going to say there's nothing rough about it, but we all know that's a lie. That's a lie. (laughs) (coughs) So, (laughs) Dr. Creamy spent the night in the ladies' flat. Mm. That would have cost a pretty penny. It would have. In the morning, the doctor gave the women three pills each. For their health, he assured them. Yes. As well. <laughs> Remember, it is, you should always tip your prostitute, all right? It's nice to tip your prostitute, yeah. they, especially if they've gone above and beyond. I think especially if the two prostitutes have let you stay in their flat all night long, that deserves a tip. That deserves tip and breakfast. Well, so... Yep. So he tipped them three vitamin pills each and, and a can of tender salmon. Oh, oh, really? 
Oh, man. I guess a can of tinned salmon was sexier back in 1891 London than it is. Oh, it's not kippers. I opened this up and it smelt really fishy and it reminded me of you. Oh. Oh. Mm. So, so I don't know if he stood there and insisted he watch them, like, eat the salmon. <laughs> but both women were found dead later that night. Oh. Both had been killed by strychnine poisoning. The press began to refer to the unknown killer as the Lambeth Poisoner. I mean, that's the suburb. Mm. That's pretty... That's localised. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Dr. Cream may not have been associated with these murders had he not taken it upon himself to accuse one of his neighbours, Joseph Harper, of the murders. Holy fuck. Telling Harper that he had incriminating proof (laughs) that would prove Harper killed Alice Marsh and Emma Shrivel but that he could be convinced to not give that evidence to the police for the sum of... So we started at 300000 Yeah. We worked our way down to 25000 Yep. What do you think he's, he's aiming for these days? Look, his costs are a trip to Canada, 500 pills and a tin of salmon. He's got he's to get some ROI on this. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm guessing it's about £2,500. £1,500. Oh, my God. Wow, this is a bargain basement extortion at this point. Oh my god, welcome to like Patreon 1891. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a shout out in my next extortion letter. Joseph Harper. Oh my god, I could use your salmon in a murder. <laughs> Joseph Harper refused to pay any money. <gasps> no. And Dr. Cream took this rejection. How do you think he's going to take this rejection? Pretty like, well. Like, Pretty oh, my God. Well. Like, I accused you of murder. Yeah, yeah. And I said I'd go to the police. If you didn't and now you're refusing, what do you think I'm going to do? He's going to he's gonna double down. Actually, he just kind of gave up and lost interest in the blackmail and just, yeah. <laughs> he shriveled. Yeah. Went on to scrapbooking or something. <laughs> well, that didn't work. Oh, I guess I've got to do my taxes. What do I do now? Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm going to go to the shops. I'm all out of salmon. <laughs> now, given the quality of policing back in the day, the police may have never even linked Dr. Cream to these murders. No. Considering that they did not even realise that Matilda Clover had actually been murdered. No. Alcoholism. They thought it was alcoholism. Yeah. On that note. Drama pause. Dr. Cream had lost interest in the blackmail, but had not lost interest in the case. And Dr. Creamy would often boast to anyone who would listen about all of his in-depth knowledge on the case of the Lambeth Poisoner. He knows how to keep a low profile, doesn't he? (laughs) Doesn't he, though? He's the flavour flavour of being a fucking cop magnet. He even took a man called... John Haynes on a sort of true crime walking tour of the murders, showing him all of the murder locations. Okay. Including the murder that no one suspected was a murder at this stage. Why? 
Dr. Creamy then took a Mr. McIntyre on a walking tour, taking him to all of the murder locations again. However, Mr. McIntyre, it turns out, was also a police sergeant oh my God. from America who was on holidays. So after the, so they literally he just randomly met this guy like in a pub. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God, you're from America. Oh, my God, I'm from America. Oh, my God, you want to go see what some prostitutes done? Bring some salmon. This very much sounds like how you picked up a New York fireman after 9-11. <laughs> I was being a patriot, all right? I did my bit. What did you do? Yeah. Sorry, if I had a time machine, I'd go back in time and fuck a guy who definitely was not pretending. He was, he was definitely not pretending to be a fireman from I, New York. He was fireman from New York. I fucking healed that man. I healed a part of his soul. It wasn't his soul. With my fanny. <laughs> That's where they keep the soul? It's so big. It is not. I was talking about him. I do keggles. I was talking about your fucking fireman extending the ladder. Ah. Actually, I extended his ladder, but. Hey. (laughs) So the American police sergeant took him on the locations. The police sergeant decided to inform the London police of Dr. Cream. Funnily enough. Oh, what do you know? Who would have thunk it? And Interpol was born. (laughs) I hate that band. <laughs> it turns out another police officer, PC Cumley. Oh, no. Get Cumley on the case. Not <laughs> in your there, hair. There's enough on the case already, sir. Uh, uh. <laughs> the sex workers, sir. That's the whole problem. <laughs> That's the problem. There's cum on everything, sir. <laughs> Vitamin pills and jizz everywhere. <laughs> it looks like a fucking... <laughs> It looks like a, a body in an insecure teenager's room. Do I smell salmon? <laughs> no, it smells like pineapple salmon. <laughs> PC Cumley had seen both Alice Marsh and Emma Shrivel on the night of their death and had seen both of them with the same... <laughs> this is the police officer's description. Yeah. Okay. This is PC Cumley's description... Of Dr. Creamy. A tall gentleman with cross eyes and bushy whiskers. Yeah, that's the the picture. Mm. Yeah. And had been watching Dr. Cream since. Oh. The police then uncovered Dr. Cream's attempts to blackmail his neighbour. What do you know they came out? Who knew? Who knew? The police were now suspicious. <laughs> suspicious. What does it take? <laughs> uh, Matilda Clover's alcoholism case was reopened and Dr. Cream was charged on the 3rd of June, 1892 for the murder of Clover, Donworth, Marsh and Shrivel as well as the attempted murder of Harvey, as well as extortion. And the mistreatment of several Queen's leeches. (laughs) The case ran from the 17th to the 21st of October, 1892. The 17th to the 21st. Mm -hmm. That's three days, four Mm -hmm. days. Mm -hmm. That's quick. Mm -hmm. That's quick for a murder trial. None of these six months of 
No. We have other things to do. (laughs) The jury took... How long do you think it took the jury to find him guilty? Now, don't say anything ridiculous. Like, they they obviously discussed it in great detail. Yeah. But what do you think is, like, the average time that they would find someone guilty? This is multiple murders. I would say less than two hours. 12 minutes. 12 minutes? (laughs) 12 minutes. And it's probably like... Five minutes to get out the back and sit down. Another five minutes. Wow. It took them 12 minutes to find Dr. Cream guilty on all counts. Wow. On all counts. 12 minutes. The doctor got creamed (laughs) and was sentenced to hang. Good. Less than a month later... So none of this fucking about. No, no appeals here. No, 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 no. Dr. Cream was curdled by hanging on November the 15th, 1892. Now, this is where things double down and get doubly interesting. That's a dramatic drink. The executioner, James Billington, was there to hear Dr. Cream's Extraordinary last words. Okay. At first, at first, the executioner attempted to claim that Dr. Cream's last words were, and he waited until the moment literally just as the, you know, the floor is falling away to exclaim, I am Jack. Before the dr- the floor dropped and he fell through, James Billington tried to dine out on the claim that he was, in fact, the man who had executed Jack the Ripper. Oh, yeah. Because you remember, they never found Jack the Ripper. No. It just sort of conveniently stopped. Yeah. You know. Somewhere in darkest Whitechapel <laughs> is a woman with a cardigan with purple cats on it being chatted up by an executioner. Claiming to have killed Jack the Ripper. Uh And you fucked him because you're a patriot. (laughs) Such a hater. Such a... I care. Okay, I care about my country. And other countries that I'm not even... Pussy patriot. Spread and further troops. Learn it from your grandmother. Get on my back so they can raise the flag of Iwo Jima directly into me. Like a golf hole. <laughs> oh my god! These days it's more like putt putt. You gotta, sh- <laughs> you gotta like shoot it through the cats and <laughs> around like the like cryptid books and. And, then and there's a clown that laughs and spits it back out. <laughs> there's no clowns. Happy oh. Gilmore. Oh, crowns are. Cr- there's a reason Gacy was a clown. Oh, creepy. Yeah. Oh, Lord. So, yes, he attempted to dime out on the fact that he was the man who had finally got Jack the Ripper. Yeah. However, no one else present claimed to have heard that statement. Oh. So there's a lot of people up there and around, and they were like, "Mm, he was not trying to say I am Jack the Ripper. There is also the fact that Dr. Cream was imprisoned in America 
at the time of the actual murders. Yeah. So you remember there was that one time where he was caught and was actually in prison for 10 years. Yeah. So small matter to be like, no, probably not the murderer. Yeah. Some conspiracy theorists. Now, I always love it, like going down the rabbit hole of like bizarre conspiracy theories. Yeah. Some conspiracy theorists claim that Dr. Cream had a stand in in prison. What is he, fucking MF Doom? Yeah. What the f- <laughs> But even if that was true, it makes no sense that Dr. Cream would poison women then go on a period where he was, like, mutilating women. Stabby, stabby, stabby. And then go back to poisoning. Yeah, no. Like, murderers, serial killers, they don't do that. No. Like, you have your MO. You don't. Yeah. Yeah, you don't. So, that also makes it very unlikely. Yes. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> I know what's coming. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm definitely going to... Let me just down this. Another little drama break. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) This is the greatest. One biographer of Dr. Cream noted at the end, let's just say Dr. Cream was not the bravest soul. No. That had ever met... His fate. No. A lot of them do crumble at the time. I could imagine. Of retribution. Yes. I I imagine it's like ghosts. They start hearing that as the shadows start moving towards them. Yeah. (laughs) This is the more more accepted of what actually happens. We didn't say Jack the Ripper. It was just a guy trying to get laid. Yeah. So at the end, Dr. Cream was so petrified that he had actually began to shit his pants just before they hang him. I imagine that's quite common. So he it was because he, he was visibly shaking and in terror. And just before his death, he let out the remark when he realised as he began to shat himself, which caused his final words to be, I am ejaculating! <laughs> are you serious? What? Those are the final words of Dr. Cream. I am ejaculating. Wow. Oh, my God. Is he shitting himself or is he doing a number three? <laughs> What's he doing? All of his leeches popped out. They've all just come fucking flying out. Oh, me leeches. It was really embarrassing when you go to when you mean to say one word, yeah. but then you say another word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like when you call your teacher mum. <laughs> maybe, <Yeah. laughs> maybe he just locked eyes with Dr. Gumley. I don't know, PC oh. Gumley, who knows. But his... <laughs> the Lambeth Poisoner The Abortion Baby Guinness Book World Record Holder of America's Final words Were I am ejaculating Can you imagine Going home with someone Oh god I hope they Getting into bed mm. Everything's going great Until at the last minute 
you catch a, a glimpse of their face as they go into the rictus and say, I am ejaculating. And then Monocle pops out of their eye dramatically. Oh dear, I appear to have colonized your antipodes. <laughs> oh. oh my god. I and- am ejaculating. That's what Elon Musk says. <laughs> That's the British Empire. That is the British Empire. Oh, God. Because you know something that used to be that habit of they would put your final words on your tomb? Yeah. Just on your grave. Yeah. But maybe because of that, he was eventually, like, he was, he was marked and buried in an unpopular <laughs> Where doggers can now ejaculate. Oh. Where his fans go and leave vitamin pills. I mean, we have had some outstanding, like, like <laughs> last words. Like, take heed of evil company. Like, oh, that's scary, mysterious, dignified. Yeah. Again, my favourite. Don't look at my knickers when I'm dead. <laughs> Such is life. Such is life. And now I am ejaculating. <laughs> Just hold, just hold me, just hold me. Take my balls, take my balls. I'm going for two with a record. I've never done this before. I swear. Quickly, someone pop the salmon can. Stick the leech in me. Do it now. Let it crawl into me like those bugs in X Files. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my god. There's our next bit of merch. I am ejaculating. Ejaculating. <laughs> You've got to say it like a transformer. <laughs> I am ejaculating. ejaculating. <laughs> <laughs> you turn into a leech. <laughs> Syphilis bot, roll out. Oh my god! That's, oh my god! Oh, oh my god! I can't even. I don't. Oh, I I can't. I, I can't even bring an end to like this episode because I've never been able to get past like, the greatest, the greatest last words. That's amazing. <laughs> I am ejaculating. I think I went down all guns blazing. I'm really into choking. Oh my god, this is like mother in the front row. Oh, it's just oh, it's awkward oh. now. It's just awkward. <laughs> and the priest who's there to. <laughs> There's a funeral director suddenly giving his coffin lid a TP tent. Gotta fit him in. Oh. He died doing what he loved. Oh, well, that'll make the body lighter to carry, I guess. <laughs> Three grams. <laughs> Just shoots a leech across the room like a nail gun. <laughs> one last victim. Yeah. Oh, my God. But no one can blame the executioner for trying to spin that story. Can you imagine we- how hard it would be to pick up? What do you do for a living? Uh, kill murderers. Oh. State-sponsored violence, actually. 
You know what? To be honest, I kind of think maybe the executioner was just maybe he was just trying to block it out, and he just went to his happy place and just found the fact that he had like executed Jack the Ripper more agreeable than the fact that he was right next to a man as he screamed, "I am ejaculating!" Oh, yeah, I don't want to be within earshot of someone coming. Whoa. We've all stayed in backpackers hostels. Uh, yeah. Oh no. Just and you're the one who put the noose on him, so it's yeah. kind of like. Oh, you did it. Yeah. Oh. You're you're involved weirdly. Like oh. you're part of his sex play. Oh, oh. I feel so dirty. Oh, I jacked oh, a man God. off. Give you me are, some leeches. You are my PC comely. Ah! <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, my advice to all of our listeners out there yeah. um, is perhaps. You know, just and hopefully it won't come for like decades to come, but maybe just be prepared if suddenly your last moment is beset upon you. Maybe have a pre-think about what you think your final words want to be. Yes. Like, can you imagine Star Trek Generations if like instead of like, oh my, Captain Kirk just like looked up at the space and was just like, I am Ejaculating. <laughs> I know, Jim. I know. <sighs> kind of would have been more appropriate, to be honest. I think, yeah. So, but just, yeah. So, just maybe think about. <laughs> Frankly, ha- my dear, I'm ejaculating. <laughs> We're gonna need a bigger ejaculation. <laughs> just, yeah. Just think about. Run it through your mind. Actually, say it out loud. Luke, I am ejaculating. <laughs> As he chops his hand off. No! <laughs> and then just takes his head. I'm going to need this. Here's a tin of salmon. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dear. Wow. So, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, just think about your final last words and maybe your last words want to be something more like... Come over here, baby, because I'm a Mothman, and real Mothman eat the carpet. Or there's no no in necrophilia. <laughs> I am ejaculating. <laughs> Dear me, let's end this madness. <sighs> Live show's coming soon. <laughs> <laughs>